What's up, you guys? It's been a minute. I just asked y'all some prayers. There's been a lot going on, but I'm glad to be back. Um, I know this isn't the most, uh, I guess you could say, pleasing episode that to come back with, but we're going to go ahead and get right into it. So today's episode is going to be on porn and lust. Now, a lot of people, when they hear this, they think about the world and people who are unbelievers, when in fact it is also the church that is heavily involved in this as well, <laughs> and the people in the body of Christ. Um, before I get into any scripture or anything, I want to show you guys or just say statistics that are current statistics, and I just want to say before I get into them that this is this is crazy to think about. This is just crazy that this sin can have such a stronghold on somebody's life the way that it does, even within the people in the church. So let's just go ahead and get into statistics. So one in five youth pastors and one in seven senior pastors use porn on a regular basis and currently struggling. Man, that's that's crazy because, you know, when you think about the church and you think about the youth, you know, who are they going to for help in this area? Who are they going to for guidance and direction? Obviously, other than God and through prayer, they're going to go to their youth pastors, right? And it's just crazy to think about that. One in five. So five of them at your church right now, the five of them, there's probably one out that five that is struggling with it. And obviously, this is not here to I'm not here to judge anybody or condemn anybody, but it's here to point that out that, you know, you're not alone if you're struggling in this area. And if you're within the church struggling, you're definitely not alone as well. Um, but that's more than 50,000 U.S. church leaders. 50,000 U.S. church leaders are struggling with this, more than 50,000. 64% of Christian men and 15% of Christian women say that they watch porn at least once a month. Man. Only 7% of pastors report the church has a ministry program for those struggling with porn. That is a serious issue. So, you know, I feel like us as a church and, you know, us as a body of Christ, we need to be doing a better job as far as making this less taboo. Because what happens is we make this uh, undercover secret topic and people are struggling with it in the shadows because it's so taboo. It's so undercover. It's so, you know, not spoken of. So definitely as a church, definitely as a ministry, we should definitely be doing better in this area as far as putting more emphasis on porn and lust. Um, but aside from those statistics, I just want to say that like, when we look at the world around us, we see so much lust. Like, it's just overflowing with lust. We see ads with games and shows and stuff. And the show and the game have nothing to do with sex. But just because the world knows that sex sells, there are ads being posted with it. Now, me personally, I I, I don't like it when I see a game ad and then, you know, obviously it's just a half-naked woman on the screen. It's like, the game has nothing to do with sex. It is just a military game or it's just a whatever game that pops up from the app store, but it has nothing to do with sex, but there's just a half naked woman there and it just makes no sense. It just goes to show you that it is an issue far beyond the world, far beyond people in the church, but it's just everywhere. Um, but just, just seeing that sex sells and seeing people use women in a perverse way and men, it goes both ways for ads and entertainment, obviously, and also within shows on Netflix and whatnot. But it's it's just crazy to see that 
the use of sex, the use of the gift that God has given us has been used to make money, has been used for self-pleasure, self-gratitude. Um, but obviously, again, anybody struggling with this, definitely turn to your church. Even though these statistics are saying that people within the church are struggling, we have to still maintain that fellowship with one another. We still have to reach out. We still have to pray over this as it just becomes an issue, as it is an ongoing issue. Um, there's an issue with porn that is way deeper than addiction. One of the ways pornography is worse than just addiction is the way that it alters God's image on sex. So God's image on sex is between a husband and wife and a wife and her husband. So with that being said, if we are watching sex through a screen lustfully, that is definitely not God's intention for sex and for our sexuality as Christians. So it's just altering the way that Christians are supposed to perceive sex or the world is supposed to perceive sex as a whole. You know, just the way that pornography is set up nowadays as well with so many things that are obviously ungodly and unbiblical, but the way that it's all set up is turning away from God and turning to your flesh, you know, just feeding what's in the moment, you know, just doing what feels good right now and not worrying about the consequences and not worrying about what's to come, whether it's, you know, STDs or human trafficking or, you know, unwanted pregnancies, just so many things that come from for sex alone. And then just tying into pornography, that all comes into play with the videos. And just a verse I want to pull up here just to give you a better perspective on what I'm talking about is Leviticus 18.9. Do not have sexual relations with your sister, either your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she was born in the same home or elsewhere. Now, obviously I've heard and just through people talking and through people at the church, but there's just a nasty spirit going around and a nasty worldview of the step sibling and stepmother, stepfather. The whole situation right there is just not biblical and it's not what God wanted for us, you know? So just, just seeing how much emphasis the world has and the porn industry has on that just goes to show you that porn is way deeper and way darker than just, you know, momentary pleasure. Um, I definitely believe that it's, it's an ongoing thing. So like you, you can start from an innocent place. Well, not really innocent, but just a place where, you know, you're just trying to have self gratification, self gratitude, trying to have self pleasure for like five minutes or whatever. And then it manifests and becomes something worse. And the next thing you know, you're in the next thing and into the next thing because the flesh is never satisfied and the lust will never satisfy you. And it just keeps taking you into a darker and darker place, which is what sin does. So when you start off or when I've heard my friends talk, talk to me and, you know, they've all started in a, in a bad place. Obviously, you know, they just were trying to f feed their flesh. And before they know it, the next couple of years, it manifested and became something worse. And they're watching like BDSM and, you know, stuff that was more uh, aggressive and worse. And they had to they had to obviously escape porn and leave. But this the fact it got to that point is is scary. It's, it's scary to know that it is that dangerous to anyone, even a believer. So. I know a lot of us believe that we're we're self-righteous and we're God's got us covered, but the reality is we cannot fight this sin alone. We can't fight any sin alone. That's why we need Jesus. So, you know, I definitely don't advise anyone to play with this or to investigate or if you're curious to go start looking because that's how you get hooked. So just some things I want to bring up that I thought about in the past to help me escape lust and to help me leave it is what if it was your family member? 
right? What if it was your sister, your brother, your mother, or, you know, your father, your son, your daughter, whatever it may be, you would not want them to be lusted after, right? You wouldn't want them to be on a video. You wouldn't want them to be lurked upon or stalked. So with that being said, you know, if you put it in that perspective, it makes it a lot easier for you to be like, okay, I wouldn't do this to someone else, so I shouldn't do it myself. Um, very, very common, very easy way to think about it. I guess a very simple way to think about it, but it's effective and it works. So it's at least worked for me. Now, obviously, you can go into scripture for a way deeper biblical view or perspective that you're searching for as well. But again, if you don't want to and you want to do something more common and more basic, there you go. You can do something as simple as that. One thing I like to think about, too, is if right now, because I'm single, obviously, if you're with a spouse or you're with somebody or you're about to be engaged, that'd be even worse. And you don't you definitely don't want to watch porn in the midst of that because it could definitely change things, it could change the whole game. But for me now, being single, I think about it like, you know, I have to be loyal to my to my wife right now. You know, I have to be loyal to my wife each and every day and die to myself. So with that being said, if I'm out here entertaining porn and I'm out, I'm out here watching it and I'm getting into a deeper and darker place with lust, how is that going to carry over into our relationship? Because best believe it will. Best believe it will. Just because you get married does not mean the lust leaves. Does not mean your porn addiction leaves just because you got married because you put a ring on it. That's not how it works. So just small things like that, just some thoughts, things to think about, things you could write down. You know, things you can abide by, uh, aside from scripture as well, obviously, will help you in this war against lusts. So I wanted to bring up a verse here that talks about being one flesh. Genesis 2.24 says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Now becoming one flesh obviously means a lot of things, being connected spiritually, physically, emotionally. Um, but there's a covenant within sex, and that's how God designed it. You know, when you have sex, it's as if you say, I do. Now, a lot of us, when we talk about sex in our past, you know, sex history, you know, a lot of us have said, I do to people who wouldn't even say their vows to us, right? A lot of us have married people who wouldn't marry us, right? But a thing, a thing you could think about is how many times have you, through a video, through a video, maybe maybe it wasn't physical, but spiritually speaking, how many times have you said, I do to someone? How many times has it been? Because thinking about it like that, it's, 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 it's eye-opening. It makes you really consider like, okay, should I be doing this? Am I marrying this person? Am I even pursuing this person? Is this person even real right now, or am I looking through a screen to satisfy my flesh right now? So... Becoming one flesh is something to look forward to, obviously. It's something that God wants for many people. But becoming one flesh doesn't happen through a screen, and it doesn't happen through unmarried sex. I thank you all for tuning back into today's episode. I think I'm going to do a part two to this for sure. There's just so much to cover when it comes to this area, and so many people are struggling. But I will be praying for you guys. I ask that you pray for me as well. But I have a new episode coming for y'all real soon because I have been slacking, but I promise y'all get it out to y'all. Thank you again. Share with a friend, share with a neighbor, share with someone who you feel like this could help. And y'all have a blessed day. Peace.